like both. Like I was trying to. Like you mean public schools? Both. Yeah, but uh, like they wanted to focus solely on economic policies. So like, mm -hmm. okay, I was come. Well, let's let's do for sure today. Let's do e economic. Every the other two have gotten a lot of material in economic. Uh, the next time we can get to propaganda, education, and how things will change socially, right? So, because one of the things with the economic policies, we can't really. It, it's kind of hard to get into other social aspects because their economic system is going to become industry like nine eighty percent industry roughly like it's it it gets pretty intense so how about for today we do economy and then economy rather and next time we'll do more social sure right and that way you know you'll still be able to get what you want to focus in right mm -hmm. cool now i've missed the last couple sessions do you have a kind of intro you want to do yeah so <clears throat> So you always start your video and they're gonna make it intro again. No, because I, I was trying to I was trying to say the same comment every time, like same intro, but since you came today, maybe I can start with something like, Hey guys, this is History Podcast. This is Junha. And I guess guesting today is uh Ian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so our topic for today is the economic policies of Hitler after his fevership. Mm -hmm. We're gonna cover up the Blitzkrieg. Uh, Blitzkrieg. 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 Well, well, well. Let's call it wartime economic policies. Yeah, we'll do pre-war and wartime. Yeah. So I brought, I brought fewer ones, especially especially focusing on on Yalmar Schatz's plan and the new plan, I think it's saying. And the new plan itself was very actually it was very new because well the well it was planned to kind of recover from the Great Depression, and furthermore, it tried to make economy to well be dominated by the country's well institutions uh, like his bank or those other institutions, other Nazi regime, and and the most well representative well industry was the infrastructure industries like, for example, the autobahn uh, and other public schools and. And that was the new plan. And this is this is kind of tremendous because this is very well similar to those New Deal because the country was well at the front line of recovering the economy by well making making infrastructures and and like it's kind of artificially lowering the unemployment rate. And I believe that is it was very significant during the era because it, it was before the Keynes theory came. And although although it was the, it was before the Keynes theory to be actually manufactured and executed as like one of the well you practical economic policies. They kind of tried it at before that actually kind of 
structurized. Um, and it was very effective because the unemployment rate just diminished after his death. Because, well, first of all, country forced people to actually come to the workplace. Uh, second, secondly, it kind of was effective for the economy. So, Wait, what what's a Keynes theory? So the Keynes theory is, in a nutshell, it's the economy, the way to well flourish economy under government's well leadership. By well, for example, making a road or like building public schools, it will will induces people to build up under well government's payment, and so it's, well, it is it is similar to making the government itself become a company, like monopoly kind of thing, but, but more yeah, sort of monopoly, sort of subsidiary, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so because the country just took people to work. So that's why the unemployment will just di diminish. And after those, well, people recruited, recruited for the workers. Yeah. Ah, that happens. That happens. Is it okay? Yeah. So, yeah. So what, something that you're kind of explaining there is uh, what's like, there's two different kinds of economy when it comes to the government. We have market economy, right? Market economy is where obviously you're able to have a lot more control, like a lot more freedom rather. You have your own control over what you do in the economy. You're talking about a command economy here where the government is controlling people. Also, for the sake of time, in terms of like uh, reference, we are talking. you were talking about the new plan here. And we're talking about 1934 then. Right, uh, just to kind of give reference and where we are in terms of the, uh, uh, the the recession, the Great Depression at the time. Right, we're dealing with 1934 here. Um, you also mentioned the New Deal, um, which I think is a great point on reference there because I did the same thing when I was taking notes on this, and I was like, "Hey, not only do you have the new plan in name, you also have at the same time across the across the Atlantic Ocean, you've got uh, FDR's uh, New Deal." which operates the similar ways. Yeah. So it's very similar and, and it, it was shown effective that it could well actually revive the economy after the Great Depression. So, well, as you see that um, shall try to like gradually increase the, well, the power of the economy that Germany had. But yeah, as, as you see, that is, it was kind of different from the Hitler's vision of the world, you know, the Germany's economy. Mm -hmm. You could, I think, you can explain that. Yeah. Like Hitler wanted a fast change, the economy major, and more focusing on the military power. Although he left um, economic, but he, he didn't really like controlled it directly. He read it, let it by the experts and do it by themselves. But the most importantly, he was. He, the the blitz blitzkrieg like focusing on the military power, and and his his aim was to was to make German be prepared for the war that he expected to be like over ten to fifteen years. But 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 the thing is that he wanted to make it fast, and that kind of made a confusion between his aims and preparation causing. Some kind of failure inside them. 
I, I, I think there was one more well, Hitler's aimed for the car, right? The self efficiency, the autarky. Yeah, autar economic autarky. Like the term really means that having a 100% self efficiency of German without any hand of. Yeah, self efficiency. Sufficiency. And Sufficiency? Sufficiency. Yes. Yeah, not efficiency, yeah. self sufficiency. Being able to supply yeah. your own things. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. yeah. Efficiency, we're talking like how efficient you can do things and like produce less waste kind oh, of thing. Right. Self sufficiency, yeah. it's you're producing, providing everything that you need on your own the way that the manorial system of, of feudal Europe would have done. Sorry, mm. well, just, just for clarity, yeah. So self sufficiency, you're right. The, the autarky, go ahead. Okay. And while I was like searching for the role of Hitler's politics, I, I found something very new that shots shots like well the paper about well talking Germany's economy and said that he 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 like thought that it would be kind of impossible to make autarky under Hitler's well conditions because well he he stated that the Germany was Germany was very dominated under the world. Bank world market, especially on the foods, especially foods, because they were well taking those foods from especially East East oh, Europe and yeah, yeah. and more eastern side of Europe, like Turkey, Turkey and Greece. And if he said that if he tried if the country tried to like have a war and will get banned from those markets, then they will not be able to actually Will feed their country and it will be kind of a big problem. But well, Hitler ignored that and started a war, right? Yeah, but the reason he like conquered Polish Poland was was not only by the fact for the foods, but also he thought the Western powers wouldn't intervene and thought the war and war would be localized. Like he didn't expect that Western powers be intervene and try to cause a further global war war but unfortunately he did that showing and hitler's like imperial ambition i also think the invasion of poland was also about the autarky of especially food because poland has a lot of farmland and it, it, it had vast territories too mm. although it was divided the soviet union they had chance to take foods from there so I believe that it was, it was one of the well, way to gain autarky, but kind of ruthless way, right? Something yeah. to remember as we're getting into any discussion of the cause of war, um, especially we should make it clear as well. A lot of the economic policy we're going to talk today aren't Hitler's policies, right? right? The uh, economic policies are those who he let run them. Right. Uh, and so Hitler really just kind of he was, as as you had said earlier, he's hands off on a lot of the stuff there. Um, but remember, when it comes to invading Poland, it's not that he, he wouldn't expect a Western power to get involved. There were alliances made. And when we're talking the causes of war, you guys have probably learned as well the like M.A.I.N. Right. Militarism, alliances, imperialism, nationalism. Have you learned all that? No. If if you look at the causes of war, there's an acronym M A I N, and the, the A is for alliances. Teams were made and they were secret. So when he invaded Poland, which by this point 
he had like Germany had already taken a lot of land from other countries. They had invaded. They had broken the Treaty of Versailles, and the yeah, West was yeah. just like, ah, it's okay. Just it's okay. You can do it a little more. Just don't do it again. And he would. And they're like, eh, okay, last time. And so invading Poland at that point, he was like, I can do it again. And and to his surprise, there was a military alliance with Britain. Yeah. And so they had to declare war. So. Yeah. So we talked about this in the economic design, right? So, again, I, th I think now to talk, we'll talk about rearmament too, mm. because this is one of the most oh. important factors that Hitler, not Hitler himself, but the well, people in, in Hitler's government thought that they should well be well prepared in a war, right? Yeah. So one of the way was the MEFO bills, which is very, was kind of interesting because they tried to make a ghost company, which, which his name was amazingly long that I don't want to really pronounce it, but yeah, MEFO. So, so the MEFO gave bills to those countries those people and other well, companies which gave them money to secretly use as rearmament because they were not able to actually like expend use money for the rearmament under the Versailles Treaty and other well other tools and so so the way Metro took the money was as I said that it was very similar to the the not not that one. The 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 bills which were the country gives as a loanish and it's shared country share thing. Oh, so yeah, we searching for the term. So bond, bond, yeah, country's bond, and as a share, right, and. The money was taken from there, so it was indirectly yeah. funding the German military. Right. And they were kinda actually was able to well trick other countries and and they were kind of prepared for the war and yeah, I think the way that they prepared for the war was kinda on a high level. And like initially Hitler said he's gonna do it fast, he's gonna prepare for the war in the short term. But his goal was was pretty high. Like I got this reference from an article. Um it says that during the nineteen thirty-nine, uh Hitler requested annual production of twenty thousand aircraft and, and forty to thirty to forty aircraft in the wartime. And in fact, Gehring asked for like three aero engines that can operate multiple engines and to create Germany to be fully convicted to Hitler's imperialism to, to Poland. Like their goal was pretty high, but but the lack of details and kind of short-term like um, time kind of, you know, kind of brought them, you know, I guess inefficient uh, preparation. So this is, uh, so there's a, there's a, a German mission type tactic. It's um, Autofrag stat, uh, Stastic, I think it was, Autofrag mm. Stactic. And um, it's, it's 
it basically it's mission command. It doesn't matter how you do it, just yeah. get to the end goal. Um, um, and and yeah, and and we see this, and and I, w I was going to bring this up later when we got to uh, wartime economy. Um, but before we move on to any other economy, something I wanted to to ask you guys about your opinion on, um, especially given you're getting quite close to the age. Uh, so the new plan was training people for public works, getting them kind of trained in the trades, physical work and labor, and they would enlist yeah. workers to try and decrease their uh, unemployment rate. And so the, tar the target age is 18 to 25. How would you guys feel if, if suddenly the government's like, hey, you're between 18 and 25, let's go. You're moving out of your house, you're gonna move in crews, and you're gonna go work across the country and build things. For the next six months, that's your life every day. How that's would you guys the, feel about having that? Well, we we, we are kind of before that. We we all gonna undergo with that, right? I mean, we, which is which is why I want to ask you your opinion on it. Well, I think it depends because we because for us we are having a kind of good life here. It's mm -hmm. not like there's war or hard situation, but at that time, the Germany had gone through Great Depression and mm -hmm. they have no job. So for them, it would definitely have been happy and it, it would look like a, a opportunity provided by government. Yeah. But for us now, I think it's more like, it, it would feel more like taking a freedom because we, we want to live our lives. It's it's mm -hmm. 18 to 25. It's it's age. We want to go to nightclub and, <laughs> and, get, and if, if our government forces us to go to some labor stuff, then yeah. we would definitely get frustrated, I guess. But we should go to, we should fulfill our duty, right? Mm. And that's our future. <laughs> like we, we have no nothing to well actually consider about because we are going to do that and well well we are opposed i think almost every man are kind of opposing to this situation because it's it is kind of well abolishing our freedom in our young ages and uh but on the other hand maybe some would be satisfied because the country actually gives us the well, job to do and also the money from the country so Maybe well, like but maybe the, but good, the but difference is like the for military that's like separated from our major and our future jobs. Yeah. But the for the guys in Germany at the time, it, that would have been their job in the future. Mm -hmm. And if that happens to us now, then it's that's yeah, it says it's, a Yeah. Because we, we don't get to choose our job basically. Well uh, uh I mean that that's a good point, but maybe like some people, I mean, they're typically in like 18 to 55, pretty wealthy 25. teenagers, 25. Um, <clears throat> like, I guess there would be some of those nationalist kids, you know, yeah. like, considering that that time, like, yeah, like, we already had Hillary before. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna talk about that in the later session, but which the education has forced some kind of propaganda and the nationalist idea of and German, the country, right? Basically. So maybe maybe some kids could be more, you know, fond of joining yeah. the and easily join the, the new plan. And also, and also considering the economic situation of Germany, right. the it, it might be the only way to actually 
will feed themselves and help their parents or like the family. And because of that, I think a lot of people, a lot of the young, a lot of the young would have just go to the world, the center and work for the country. And for them, it might it might be a kind of a reasonable choice to do. Well, yeah, of course, like, they have a hard time. So for us, it's definitely different. Yeah. At least they can yeah, yeah. right? It's yeah. it's important to be able to put yourself in the in the ideas or the the perspective of somebody from the past and be like, okay, well, like, I understand how they would feel. How would I feel? Even today, how would I feel? Can I understand? Despite what I have now, can I understand what they're going through? And and that's why I threw the question out there. It's it's interesting to hear your perspectives because you guys have a unique perspective over students like in the West in Canada and America who don't have to enlist at all, there is no parallel to it. There's nothing like that. Right. So you guys have yeah. a very unique perspective and it's, it's cool to be able to hear your, your own thoughts on it and your insights, which is just fun to hear. And I also want to ask you about some typical idea or option, no, 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 the perspectives of well, Western students of the program, because, well, we, we were kind of, well, allowed to kind of understand the situation, but I think if a country which has no duty to the army, I think it will have some different opinions. There are different opinions. Um, from what I have heard, from what I thought growing up, there is a sense of this is, my home isn't beyond my neighborhood, mm -hmm. right? It's, I've, if I'm being taken away from my neighborhood to go work on the other side of the country, I'm missing my family, I'm missing my home. Right. And it, there is a kind of removal of the self removal from your home, which which to many people growing up in the West would be shocking. Yeah, right. Yeah. And and despite obviously, yes, we're talking about a recession era Germany. They don't have a lot of opportunities for economically. So obviously, yes, like there is a huge difference between the comforts of our life today uh, versus the comforts of what they had to deal with then, or the discomforts even there. But uh, the perspective of, of your answers being either way, it's this or it's this, and then in the West, it's no, <laughs> it's uncomfortable, right? Uh, it is quite different. Yeah, it is different. Like, yeah, I, I think it's very different well, under those different historical backgrounds, especially Koreans. They, if, if you're like more older, then we might say that it might it is very reasonable because we had such well experience before, like during the oil shock and the well Middle East rush, and also we kind of sent our young people to Germany for the mining industries, to the mining interest, industries and uh, nursing industries. Yeah, nurse. And considering that, we, I I think some of Koreans will kind of agree with the idea of German people who actually entered to the center for the working towards the programs. Yeah. I think that's a good reference because I have my aunt who went to German for nursing during the time German. and German. Oh, German. <laughs> yeah, I keep, I'm still losing my word. It's okay. Yeah. It's been a long day for you. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm just going to sit here and I'll, I'll pester you a little bit and that just happens. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Your, your aunt went to Germany. Go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting. She wasn't really that, you know, irritated by the fact that the countries are sending her to Germany. But in fact, she was able to acquire some money 
and live her life after that pretty happily. So in terms of that, maybe maybe the German teenagers wouldn't be so so um, I mean a feeling that they're losing freedom and being so confined to Hitler's Nazism. But what is different is that the well revenue from our job on foreign country was able we were able to kind of gain them by uh, directly from the oil industries. But mm. in this case, it was very different, right? Yeah. The the outcomes from their work was very just heading to the country, not the individuals, right? And and furthermore, they only their fate was only to be recruited to the army and fight for the World War Two as an axis, right? That yeah. is very different. Maybe we can now move on to the yeah, I was gonna war say, yeah. situation. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Uh, did you guys, did you want to talk about the four-year plan a little bit before we get to wartime? Did yeah, any of you can talk have anything to talk about that or four four-year plan? I, I do have some. Goring's four-year plan, yeah. I think there were like many programs in there, like the naval program and synthetic oil and rubber program steel example by bearing mm -hmm. i and for the naval i i have a question for it like it is the naval program during the four-year plan referring to the plan c of like for oh, fortification okay. of these ships in german is it the same yeah thing? so consider germany's access to the atlantic ocean they don't have mm -hmm. a lot Right. Yeah. And so at that point, Germany is kind of forced to build really heavy cruisers, really heavy battleships. Right. And mm -hmm. then they have to part of the part of the point of invading Scandinavia is to gain access to a whole lot more coast. Yeah. Right. And then, they, yeah, absolutely. They have to fortify everything there. And so the naval plan is a rapid expansion. And this is kind of touching closer to the Blitzkrieg of what you wanted to talk about. Very yeah. quick expansion very quick results right and hitler that, yeah. go ahead no uh, like some say that he focused more on naval program the plan z than compared to other programs which led to the, the blitzkrieg economy to further part of what would falter the like what would slow down the blitzkrieg first of all westwards they got all the way to england blitzkrieg achieved <laughs> they won as far as the west was concerned they had won right and so the blitzkrieg couldn't really go beyond they couldn't cross the atlantic right and at that point the only way they could do that was actually naval structure right so mm -hmm. so to say that that would have cut or cost the the blitzkrieg any further progress i wouldn't really agree to that just because there's only so much the Blitz could have done going west. And of course, the Blitzkrieg, we're talking not economically, militaristically. Bombers yeah. go in, bomb it. Then the tanks go in. Then the infantry go in. Very quick progress is made this way. Yeah. Um, but really, when it comes down to the four-year plan, what we're looking at, and, and something we'll eventually talk about, is something really similar to Mao Zedong's Great Leap Forward. It's a rapid industrialization. Mm. It's the purpose of making metal, and as you said, rubber and oil. Yeah. Right? Yeah, Those three yeah. things are the war machine. Oh. Um, 
right? You can't have tanks nope. moving. You can't have planes flying. Right. You need the oil. You need the fuel, right? You right. need to build the... Yeah. Right. So what kind of things do you think would, would change for everyday people with this rapid industrialization? Sorry, that's maybe too teachery of a question. <laughs> like, like Jenna wants to talk about social, so I'm trying to incorporate social questions as well to it, right? Like, thinking about the everyday person, if your production industry goes really heavy industrial, again, we're looking at upwards of like 70 to 80% shift where consumer products are not being made but industrial is to like a 200 percent degree what's going to change in your everyday life do you guys understand the difference between consumer versus industrial we need lots of workers sure so great for work awesome for unemployment but think about walking like think about do you guys know what a, like a consumer is in terms of the market definition it's, it's somebody it's like who's a, going to yeah go ahead no i want to hear <laughs> <laughs> so i will think consumer goods is about the well everyday life of the yeah. well goods that's about everyday life like such as food or like maybe soap or like things others, but not right. about the guns or things because fundamental goods. Uh, yeah, it is yeah. very directly connected with the everyday mm -hmm. life, I said. And, and so if, if I think if the consumer goods, they will, the production of consumer goods decrease, then it will cause inflation because they will, as you know, as the economy, if they will, the supply gets down if, and they will, one need demand, just need one, demand is yeah. constant then it will just well it has to increase the price of the consumer goods which will just make people live hard right and yeah but because of because of the well shift of the economy and this industrial environment i think many people will suffer kind under those situations and uh autarky was yeah, yeah the yeah, it, it will be more harder than before. So where where should they have to bring those foods? I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not just food, right? So consumer level goods, like think about it, for example, your smartphones, right? Your smartphone's a consumer level good. It's not, it's not industrial. It's not hidden behind some like, this is a prototype. You can get it in a store. And because of that, it's consumer level. You can consume the good, not eating, but like you can buy it and it's yours, yeah, right? Yeah. So any consumer good can be even technology, like a computer is a consumer level good because you are consuming, you are taking that item, yeah. Yeah. right? So th there's gonna be a big shift in people's lives. And, and so we're talking on the German level, like the people, everyday people are gonna experience some uh, pretty rapid change, but Unemployment's lower. Two thumbs up. <laughs> All right. Stop. At least everyone's working. Uh, and paid. <laughs> yeah, increasing wage. And uh, with, they got to take other things from it. But yeah. Uh, 
at least, at least it increased unemployment. And well, on paper, it looked good. It looks good in paper, but and Hitler's mood seemed very well satisfied under those conditions because unemployment decreased, GDP of course increased because production increased. But in well, the individual well view, I think it will not be a very good situation, especially economic. Economically, they were not able to actually buy the price when when they were able to buy before the well, rearmament programs, and and the life of, life quality would have decreased under those conditions. I think the. Uh, did you guys ever? Did you have a chance to look at the in the Athorian uh, Athorian states Lynch text? Did you guys have a chance to look at the figures in that chapter for the, like, the statistics of people's wages? Oh, sorry if you didn't know. Uh, the reason I wanted to ask is because Jinho, you talked about it. You talked about wages. Did you get a chance to read on the wages and how that changed? I suppose like. From my memory, it said that it didn't really change wage. Yeah, the wages stay kind of the same. The, there is yeah. a slight recovery, but they never meet the 1920s wage, which matched in with this inflation, like, it's so much harder. Yeah, it is harsh, it is harsh. Mm. So it's like you can work, but it's the same that you you don't have enough money to buy stuff. Yeah, the slogan work and bread just forgot the bread and just only work, 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 but no bread. Uh, that happened, that happened. Um, I think that was very critical for, for the people in Germany because, yeah, they had nothing to eat while they were have to, they had to work harder than before for the things we cannot consume, but kill other people. All right. Well, ultimately, the four-year plan could kind of fail to meet the production in key areas and had to make their raw materials dependent on foreign influence in 1939, so kind of failed to its own aim. Yeah, I, I also I also strongly agree that extreme difference had only the drawbacks, not the actual help for. Yeah, it it it, it, it was helpful for the war, but I think it was not in, it was not helpful for every people in Germany. Mm -hmm. uh, but but why did Hitler want such a rapid change and preparation? Just why it's just, like, he wasn't that old. Like, so why 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 he? I think was, it's yeah. like he, his level of understanding economic economy of Germany kind of kind of lacked because because <laughs> you know <laughs> like Germany, Germany was really having like having the highest level of military. Their goal was pretty steep. I guess it was kind of cumbersome to achieve it in such a short time, but Hitler still wanted to achieve them in such a short time for only four years and that kind of confusion i think led to his led to led to the failure like that that's uh, my mm -hmm. my statement he failed because of his misunderstanding of germans econ yeah economy. even i have some papers about the german economy at during the date because 
well, some experts say that if they kind of had opportunity to actually maintain the new year new plan, not the mm. four year plan, uh, it, it, it will get very strong economic base for Germany. But yeah, Hitler hurt, Hitler rushed. Yeah. So, so why did so, he rush? Right, I was going to ask you the same question. Why do you guys think that? Yeah. Why did he rush? Because, well, if, if they just keep that way, then it will, will make Germany stronger, right? But why did I have to go like, to the world? Because, like, he really said from, from the article that the government must be prepared for a war of 10 to 15 years, mm -hmm. showing that he's. His goal was to prepare a long-term war, not a short-term. So that would re definitely require some of those long-time preparation, not rapid. Yeah, I mean, why the did question he, is that yeah, why did why he, did he like gave the time limit there to be like year from political what? issues but under what reasons? Maybe um, political, but I, so, I believe uh, that. Yeah. Was, uh, Politically, they were very separated, right? There's yeah. really no united system right there's a lot of things a lot of different branches going on politically but you're saying, you're saying he's getting ready for a 15-year war remember hitler served in world war one what happens when you have a long-lasting war he he knows do you really think he wanted a 15-year war no. no. Maybe. Right. Like he's he is he is in power because of a long war. Uh -oh. Right. He Th he doesn't want a long war. Right. That's why he engages in blitzkrieg. Uh, That's what he, he might want a large war, like quickly take over lots of areas and use those yeah. forces that the war is moving for a long time possibly but 10 to 15 years that's long and he knows yes. what happens when you have a long war mm. and even world war ii was five years right i think like three yeah five even three, like pretty, years. pretty yeah, short it was only five years yeah yeah i he want he wanted just he wanted to get fast he wanted to see he wanted to see Germania before he died. And I, I think that's because that's the main factor that he rushed. But yeah, I, I can't really say that it was reasonable because while Germany had strong, had strong potential, um, he just threw it away. Um, if he wanted to end the war quickly, that he should have prepared it for a long, longer time and were. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of think that, in in perspective of Hitler, it seemed that the timing was perfect because, well, first of all, I think I think the well, trigger of the World War II was invasion of Poland, but it, in some time it was not. There was no well fight between the Germany and the Allies because the, I think there was a term the fake war. So they were only the actual fight happened only on Poland line, but not in the French line. So he, I think Hitler also thought that it, it will just well the Poland invasion will just happen just same as Anschluss, the Austrian and also the Czechoslovakia's example. So 
Yeah, I think he was actually not ready for the war between the strong powers, which will critically influence to their low consumer goods and other exports. And uh, I, I think the war was kind of in, not intended for the for, for his vision and also for his well cabinet. It's very likely he wasn't ready for it. Again, the, the alliance between Britain and Poland, that was not expected. And then, of course, because Britain is a military alliance with France, France is now in the war, right? And then we have half of Africa in the war. We have North America getting involved with Canada. We have Australia. We have New Zealand. We have the islands there, right? It, we have a world war because Britain was friends with Poland on paper. It's it, yeah. it's a domino effect, is what it's called. When you knock one over, they all fall, right? And the same thing it's happens so on Germany's side, right? Yeah. 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 It was it was a surprise for the world. Yeah, it, it was it was a surprise because I, yeah, I was I, I really think Hitler was not really ready for it. He did so not expect get, it. So let's get back to the economic yeah. policies then along that line. Why would they invest so much in industry? Because that is that's all they're building. They're just building industry. What's the purpose? They Why it, combine? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Juno. Maybe maybe probably because they just wanted alternative. Like they want to be self-sufficient, not to be well dominated by other countries, or like. Maybe I think he, he actually prepared for the situation of fighting against the world, right? Well, perhaps like if you think of um, Hitler's emerge in like right after the Treaty of Versailles, he emerged from the the industrial like the, the revolt in the what kind of area was that? Rural area, yeah, right? Rural. They they liked industries, and that kind of led to people to get, to revolt against. Government. Yeah, maybe it was, it was based on his experience. Perhaps, yeah, perhaps he was kind of trying to trying to prevent prevent the same outcome after having war, like trying to make industries be self sufficient, preventing from other oppositions arising. Uh, that would be I, ideal. I was, but again, look uh, at the look at the kinds of industry: steel, mm, aluminum, steel. synthesized mm. rubber oil, fuel lines, coal. What is all that for? Military. Exclusively. Right. Right. But then let's step forward into that again. What kind of military? What kind of things are you making in the military with that? Uh, rubber, synthesized rubber and aluminum for airplane, air forces. And yep, lots steel of planes. And steel for what? Steel and steel for guns and tanks. Guns, tanks, yeah. Aluminum as well in, in guns. But tanks and heavy tanks. Yeah, so tanks. really, really heavy tanks. The German tanks are terrifying. Britain did terribly in tank warfare at the start because they had little ones that moved really quickly, but the moment they were even touched by a German tank, they just exploded. That was the right? And meanwhile, the British are shooting at the German tanks and their rounds are bouncing off the tanks, right? So 
this in this this industrial push of the economic policy, as we see starting in the the the, the four year plan, it's to build an advanced technological, tech heavy, weapon heavy, vehicle heavy army. So the question when you guys were asking, like, why would he why would he rush? Do the Europeans have this stuff? No. Right. And it was kind of like only tool for actually overwhelm other countries, right? Yeah. And as a result, they would they was able to well, occupy France in right. six weeks. Right. And, and the north go through Scandinavia as well. Yeah. So let's let's we got we're at forty four now. Let's let's get into wartime economy. It, uh, yeah. But Next time, I think. Also, um, we should kind of end it. Oh, it's ten fifty two. Yeah, I thought it was ten forty-five. Yeah, I was like, yeah, we got fifteen minutes. That's okay. Hmm. Yeah. So next time, I think we we should kind of well elongate this and talk this again, talk this more because we are uh, only at the half of the well economy, right? We we even we did not even start the war or like. So I think we have like more time to talk the next time. Yeah. Yeah. If you only yeah. if you if you were able to like only focus on more kind economy, then yeah, maybe uh, next time, right? Let's let's make sure we yeah. also cover a lot more of the the social stuff next time, right? Get social really into like propaganda, awesome. media, education, the arts, how things have changed. Uh, talk about Hitler Youth even. Let's get into some stuff like that next time, and maybe okay. start with the wartime economy just to like quickly talk about it because I know. Brandon, you, you you prepared stuff on that, so let's make sure we cover that too. Mm. Uh, so we are still at still before World War, right? Before yeah. World War II, yeah. Well, we'll get into World. Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. It won't take long. Well. It'll be fun. Okay then. Okay. This um, thank you everyone, and we're gonna end our session for today. For talking about the economic policies of Hitler. Uh, this was Junha, Junho, Songmin, and our guest. Ian. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye.